0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Comic Bureau Field Report. The Comic Bureau Field Report, of course, is a member of the Believe Podcast family. That is exactly why this podcast is named, reads as Believe in the Comic Bureau Field Report. You know, you're probably not believing in anything right now, so I dare not ask you to believe in a podcast, much less one about comedy. But still, thank you for tuning in. And uh, I had nothing to do with the belief thing; it's just the name of the network. Uh, enough of that malarkey. Uh, this week's illustrious uh, guest, as they're all illustrious, um, is a comedy photographer. A guy on the beat has been before the pandemic. Has been when they're air safe. Distance masked outdoor shows. Um, and he takes some damn fine shots. I I I might add, Andrew Max Lever, everybody. Thank you. What a nice, what a nice intro. Thank you. Very welcome, very welcome. Speaking from the heart, uh, you know, oh, extemporaneously. Shots. I did not prepare that.
0: Just wanted to brag. How are you doing, so that's Andrew? That's how I know it's real. That's the dream. I'm doing great, you know, all things considered. Just uh surviving and thriving, you know. Yeah.
1: What what's uh, your quarantine sitch? Where where are you at? So, uh
0: well, I'm in am still in L.A. I'm in Echo Park. Um, and uh, yeah, I uh, I'm not shooting shows. Uh, you know, during this, this lockdown. Um, you know, for obvious reasons. but This most latest lockdown. Yeah, this most latest lockdown. Yeah. Um, which we can dive into uh, at some point. But you know, I I have some thoughts on why and how and ugh, that they waited so long but you know you know we, we don't need to dive into that right now but no, uh yeah so i been kind of down. i've been kind of hunkering down i'm working on my twitch channel um cool. i stream photo editing and i stream gaming with comics and i do interviews and stuff like that Shout so, it out what yeah, it? what's Twitch. handle TV. twitch.tv oh, and again? i recommend twitch to everybody all comics should be on twitch i think right what do you? And uh, we can talk uh, about that. That's a much happier thing to talk about later. So very we,
1: excited. I want to get into all of it.
0: We'll get into I, all of it. Yeah, the world's our oyster.
1: The world is our oyster as much as it can be in our apartment. Yeah,
0: and, and we're all. allergic to shellfish. So uh, yeah. do you, do you, do you mess with shellfish? Oh, I do. I do. My my. Yeah, I'm worried though that any second I'm going to develop an allergy because right. my mom developed an allergy to oh, shellfish at 30, and I am now 30. Right. So. I'm worried that all of a sudden I'll eat sushi and then I'll inflate. Oh, man. As, Which is a shame because I love sushi.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah. As a person who is very anti-shellfish, w- p- explain to me what That's shellfish you are really like.
0: It. Huh? That's shellfish of you.
1: Oh, but,
0: yeah? Yeah, see what I did there? That's why I'm not a comic, but go ahead.
1: No, 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 no. I'm, I am I think – I'm I'm seeing the logic here. It just – there needed to be, like, another beat or two.
0: But, um... <laughs> all right. Thank well, thanks for the punch-ups, but <laughs> –
1: Hey, uh, but go for... Tell me
0: about your experience with shellfish.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, no, I was just curious. What do you like about it? Like, do you I mean, like well, the texture, the flavor.
0: There, I mean, look, there's so it's such a broad category that there's going to be bad shellfish and good shellfish, and sure, you know, it all a lot of it depends on the quality and the preparation. But uh, uh, I I, would I like, I high. like fresh, fresh shrimp is just amazing. Right. Like, you know, get give me some of that. Um, and then, but of course, like that is so different than, uh, like octopus, you know?
1: Is octopus considered a shellfish?
0: I would, it is weirdly like it's like kind of, it's got like the same iodine thing that triggers the allergy, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, anyway, there's other chewier shellfish. I love lobster. I like basically if it's fresh and it's just like, you know, just kind of, uh, melts away and then. Right
1: uh i i uh i like lobster bisque i really love lobster bisque Mm, well there you go
0: it sounds like you like shellfish i (laughs) i like a version of shellfish that's so far removed from it being shellfish yeah you're just like if we just like cook it out of shellfishness then yeah yeah Yeah. i don't have
1: have to look at the shell of the shellfish that i am about to consume you
0: know right oh well i mean then you what about crab cakes
1: I, I I mess with crab cakes. Yeah. There you
0: go. It sounds like you made a blanket statement, and we're finding holes in this blanket. Right. I. You know where my mind was? Oysters. Oysters. Yeah. Oh God, I'm not wild about oysters. The worlds our oyster, but I hate oysters. Yeah. They, I don't know. I'm just drinking a salty fish puddle, and it's just like. Yeah.
1: You know. The te- the texture alone, I can't. It it's is- a
0: puddle that you have to like pull out of the oyster with your mouth. It's just like. Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> and people like that? Uh, all right. People like it. I mean, some of it, people like the brine. A lot of people like dump the marinara sauce so- or not marinara, the cocktail sauce into it. I'm just like, then then you're just drinking cocktail sauce. Yeah. Drinking cocktail Which is bit, another thing. Are you uh are you
1: uh, eating shellfish during quarantine?
0: Or are you uh I would it's tough. T- I mean, I you can't beat sushi at a restaurant, and I have not been to a restaurant in a year almost. Yeah. Um so, you know, any restaurant, I, I, I do takeout, um, right. but, you know, I've not sat down to eat at a restaurant. Right. Uh, sushi, you know, I, I, even though I'm open to being convinced otherwise, uh, I grew up like with my parents being like, sushi doesn't travel well. So we never would order sushi like, you know, when I was in New York and we would always, that was our thing. Like, you know, when you live in Manhattan, when you grew up in Manhattan, you order, that's like kind of like it's a restaurant, you just order takeout. Like that's your, that's your vibe. My parents were not big cooks. Um, so, uh, but I was like, I love sushi. Why can't we get sushi tonight? No, one and they're just yeah. like, well, A, it's expensive and B, it doesn't travel well. Right. Um, but I don't know if that's entirely true. I think it can travel fine.
1: Right. It can travel fine. That's it
0: can right. travel fine. You just don't want it next to like a hot thing, you know, while it's traveling.
1: You don't want it next to a hot thing. And you know, cause then you get
0: the worst of both worlds. Don't take too just, like, much time. Conden- condensation of sushi. Right. Well, also I would add.
1: <laughs> we'll find a way back to comedy well, i would yeah, add right? <laughs> if you really want to take out sushi just bring like
0: like a cooler you know a mini cooler mm-hmm. and right there's got to be a special sushi you can't just have it in the bag because the bag is just damp and it's just bleh.
1: yeah right no but like have it in a container and then have the container on ice
0: exactly oh yeah i mean if the, yeah you can't just have the container though it's got to be you got to have it on ice it's got to be cool yeah so and that's it, why it's tough. It, I think when they say it doesn't travel well, it's like you can't order edamame and sushi because it's right. like the edamame is gonna be hot, sushi is gonna be cold. Right. They'll right. both make each other lukewarm. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's.
1: <laughs> I, I think what your parents are doing is like, oh my god, if he loves sushi, this is. Oh yeah, I, I mean now I'm realizing wallet.
0: that you know in this conversation that they have been completely playing me. You know, the, you got. It's like you realize you got played. Right. By your parents. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the moment yeah i
1: I similarly got played uh, somewhat by uh, in a sushi regard uh, by my mm. parents got played my mom sushi. says she loves sushi but the thing is she only eats California rolls which is oh
0: like, man nearly even sushi because it has no I love tacos but only cheesy gordita crunches
1: yep yep yeah I will only eat that and not get anything other than that. <laughs>
0: I mean, and, to be fair, I love, I mean, California rolls, if you just acknowledge that it's like not actual sushi and it's just like, you know, I right. love a California roll. Like, I think it's like refreshing. You just right. dip it in some, soy. if you got like a really nice, like cold California roll and it's fresh, dip it in some soy sauce, a little wasabi, like, you know, it's great. It's, it's a great, great. refreshing it's great. snack. But it's not like, I'm But I'm not going to go out and say like, I'm a sushi connoisseur. No. I actually gave a speech on sushi to the Japan Society in New York, which is like oh, the Japanese, okay. like. When I was 11 uh what? okay yeah because i because i it was like a, a panel of japan through the child's eyes, through okay. child's eyes so it was like a bunch of kids who spent a lot of time in japan right. my dad was a tech writer so he took me to japan with him once when he was there for like two months right and uh so i hung out there ate a lot of sushi right. went back to the un and gave a speech at the japan society which i, I didn't want to do but like <laughs> there was someone my dad's friend was like someone who ran there and Uh He is a journalist who goes to Japan all the time to interview Sony and, you know, Microsoft stuff that's happening over there. Right. Um, So, uh, yeah, so I went there and I ate a lot of sushi and I came back and I did a speech in Japanese on sushi. Damn. How'd it go? Good. I mean, it went great. You know, I memorized a speech that, you know, I wrote and then forgot what it meant. And so I was like, well, now I'm just saying the words. Oh, my God. You
1: did. It was like a a mitzvah or a bat mitzvah. You memorized your Torah portion, but you have no Yeah, idea. exactly. Later
0: in life, I actually started understanding and learning Japanese for real. Um, but, yeah, then I, I lived in Japan, and I did a, a semester in high school there mm-hmm. for, like, seven months. Oh,
1: cool. Um,
0: in Tokyo? which was cool. What was that? In Tokyo? Uh, it was in Yokohama and Shizuoka, okay. which is a smaller prefecture. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what? Not a you great know, time. I, I love we, Japan.
0: We're... I would love to go back. Oh, I bet I I would love to go back as well. Been- I I want to actually shoot comedy in Tokyo. Yeah, I, I know that be, there. Are I, English- I want to go back to shoot comedy.
1: There are English language uh, comedy clubs and shows in Tokyo. I do know this.
0: Yeah, well, I saw a few on Instagram. I'm like, if I if I email a few of these guys and like book up book some clubs, then I can maybe write off my trip, and yeah. I can like do all that because I've been. I just 2020 was going to be my travel year. I guess looping back to comedy, or I don't know if you need to blast through some. Some right right. Events. No, I was going to loop back by saying
1: that if you ever start stand up you should say have your credit be our next comic spoke
0: at the UN. <laughs> <laughs> There's I have a great pic of me speaking at the UN when, when I was like 15 or something. Wow. Like uh like me speaking. You wow. used to You're just a regular Assembly at Hall. the UN? Well, I you went to the United Nations the International UN. School, which is why I have all this UN stuff. So, God. I went K to 12 at the school attached to the UN. So, mm-hmm. I graduated in the General Assembly Hall uh, you know, from high school. I sat in Bulgaria. Was wow. School. I remember that. <laughs> how was yeah, yeah, Bulgaria? Oh, well, I mean, look, the country itself, I no, couldn't no. tell you, but the seat. Yeah. No, the ooh, seat. Great. They're, they're right up there. Like, you <laughs> know, it's all about, it's all hierarchy. It's like whoever's in the back, it's like, what? I can't see shit. Right. You know, but then if you're in the front, you're like swagging. Right. But everybody can see you playing peggles, so, you know. <laughs> you know.
1: That's awesome, man. I had no idea that you did all that. Uh, that's very cool. And I do, I mean, I think. All of us are just dying to travel, go out, see comedy, do comedy. Yeah, 2020
0: was going to be travel year, but, you know, obvious reasons. Um, right. obvious but luckily that meant that I had a lot of savings, so I was able to, like, hunker down for a long time. Right. Um, you know, using my travel money to not travel, specifically right. <laughs> to the opposite of travel.
1: Yeah, uh, do, do a permanent staycation. Uh, right.
0: Yeah. No, God, hopefully not permanent. I'm hoping my Ami-permanent, yeah. Fingers I crossed. Hope- I'm hoping that middle of next year – We should see a a non-zero difference in how we're living our lives. I don't think we're ever going to get back to normal, but I don't think we also want to get back to normal. There's a lot of stuff that we're realizing was really fucked up about our normal lives.
1: Yeah, we'll get in more to that later. But yeah, the normal—we'll get back to a version of normal, but it's not going to be.
0: Yeah, we'll get back to a point where we can greet other people and like not worry about Mm -hmm. killing them or someone they know. And right. that is that is something that will be a positive development.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's get into some news stories and then uh, more into what you've been doing in this time. Sweet. Um, so first off um vidiots have you ever heard of vidiots i have not vidiots um so back in the heyday of video stores was a local kind of legendary video store here in la specifically in santa monica mm-hmm. and it had a cool sign it was like its only location and because it's it's you know it's in an, los angeles it's just a mom and pop brick and mortar video store it had such wide selection and you could actually like go into very niche specific genres or interna- international. Like, it wasn't your blockbuster or anything like that. It's like you know, mm-hmm. like Criterion for, and is in terms of like, uh, how, what your fare would be at Blockbuster in terms of looking at that stuff. So they closed down a few years ago, but mm-hmm. stayed afloat as a foundation for like film and TV ed- education. And then last year they announced that they were going to uh, kind of revive themselves, reimagine themselves as a theater Hmm. um, in Eagle Rock. They were going to take over this space called the Eagle. It was this sort of run down, forgotten space. Mm -hmm. And no one was using it. It was going to be torn down. But they took up a bid to um, be like a a kind of cine family. Were you ever around for that?
0: Uh, I was not around for it, no. Uh, But I've heard of it
1: yeah so it's like you know a revival theater they don't really do first run movies it's all kind of special events and retrospectives Mm -hmm. with some cool live events um a lot of them being comedy like especially yeah if uh if it was an mst3k thing you know Mm -hmm. um comics like interrupting a movie or giving commentary that also happened a lot at Senate family. And this would probably be the same now, you know, with lockdown and quarantine and COVID uh, things opening, and re uh, closing, everything's up in the air. And certainly there's been a lot of things that close, but this, um, as of this week, they, they still intend to open the space, which is uh heartening to hear after, you know, just one by one, you hear closures or, um, just kind of just shifts in directions for all these venues that had existed, were going to exist, uh, like the Satellite here in LA, mm-hmm. which was like kind of a local favorite for music, dancing, and just a bit of comedy, mostly on Sundays. Um, they're going to reopen as a restaurant, um, and they're not going to do any live shows anymore. So so mm-hmm. we that's what they say. We don't know. Um, have you, has... Uh, are there any favorite things of yours that have uh, closed? Or or is there anything that you're looking forward to opening here in LA?
0: Well, I mean, there are a bunch of places that are like in holding patterns. I mean, I, right. I, it's so tough to tell what the landscape will look like because we just don't know how long things will need to stay closed. Right, absolutely. Um, you know, and uh, like, you know, there are... A lot of the shows that I shoot are independent venues. Like, I have I have shot and I do shoot, or not do shoot, but, like, I have shot at the clubs, like, you know, the uh, the improv mostly. Right. Um, I have a good relationship with the improv crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and course. actually, I do think that they are the best situated to survive all this. Right. Um, because they've got, like, a good, like, kind of corporate structure. Like Weirdly, I think things that have a corporate structure are going to survive better uh, during COVID because they have people that are, like, specifically devoted to, like, COVID precautions. Yeah. And, like, if you have, like, a COVID safety officer, like, people can relax a little bit more. Oh, instead yeah. Instead of just being, like, are these guys, like, sketch? We don't know. Yeah. Um, so I think the improv, also, improv has a, that, that patio, which I think eventually will be great for comedy. Yeah, um, the plan. That's yeah. So anyway, but most of the shows I shoot are, like, independent venues. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are restaurants, you know, and I, I do worry about a lot of those places, like, okay. you know. I worry about uh, motherland comedy um, at Casino Filipina. Yeah. Um, uh, in Eagle Rock, like yep. that was like a beautiful comedy show at like a mom and pop Filipino restaurant.
1: It kind of just started. Like, it, it, I don't think they even had like a year. Ago.
0: They, I know. I they they had been going for a few months, but not that long. But they had already like you know that was one of the few places that I would show up early to get dinner at the venue specifically for the venue. Yeah, like yeah, I would yeah. be like, this place is so fucking good. I'm gonna show up an hour early have right. dinner have a few have a beer or two like right. you know um and i would have the food and then i would start shooting right. uh so you know there's that you know satellite is a big loss yeah. um I, you know i've shot a lot of really fun shows there and right. before i was a photographer i did a lot of like you know i uh my roommate ran a show called dance yourself clean not a show at night oh i used to go that night. there before they charged everybody he was like, yeah, he started that like back in the day. Not started charging people, uh, but he started the show. Uh, also like candy pop and stuff like that. You know, I had a great time dancing. You know, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. dancing? But,
1: uh, uh, oh, I do. Yeah,
0: but uh, you know, it's uh, that was you know that was a mid twenties me, and um, then uh, yeah, you know, I sort of missed that. The satellite was great. I mean, Lady Hammer was a great show there when they did like the all uh, female lineup run by Melissa Gruen, right? She's an amazing right. producer.
1: Yeah, I remember I know Melissa. Um, yeah,
0: you know Melissa. You know, But you know. I'd like to say for the for the viewers for the podcast oh, yeah. podcast enjoyers. Yeah. Um. Shout out but to uh, Marvel. you know, smaller venues, I worry about the smaller venues. Uh, but also, I do think that the nature of these indie shows is that they're flexible. Right. Um. You know, you have got shows like Ocean Mike. We'll dive into this later. That's a long answer. Uh. Right. But you know, I'll <laughs> tell you more about my favorite shows and how I think they'll survive later. But right. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I, the satellite was the big loss. I do. I. I you know shame about that yeah and
1: i can only hope that something somewhere i hope,
0: i, I am hopeful it'll come uh, back because like, i don't I think anyone's going to take the space while this is no. happening
1: no no not the space i think they're actually going to use the space to be a restaurant um mm. but i hope that like something else pops up kind of like you know Vidiots is would effectively replace what cinefamily was even though there, there's uh, folks that took over Cine Family, and they were just starting to uh, offer programming in terms of like old movies. And then, you know, they had to close. And I think right now it's operating as like a small studio or something. Mm. Um, but that will all have to be revealed in, I'm going to guess, March or April. We'll, yeah. we, we don't know. We, we shall don't see. Know. We shall see. Um, next story here is the... Third annual iHeartRadio Podcast Awards just announced their nominees. Mm-hmm. Now, I was not even aware that iHeartRadio had a podcast awards. I mean, I knew that there was I mean, some... It makes sense. It makes sense. It also, doesn't that ring a little fishy to you that so a network uh, or a media conglomerate, I should say, that has a specific podcast network is hosting their own podcast awards? I mean,
0: I think... It... I wouldn't say it's fishy, it makes sense for them, but I, I do think that we should also like, take it with a grain of salt, you know? Because right. it's not like, it's not, yeah, it's not a, uh, a storied uh, electoral tradition like the Golden Globes, where right. we know they're being completely objective. But right. yeah, I, I say facetiously. Fashe- but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm looking at some of these categories and there's some really good podcasts in here, but at oh, the same yeah, yeah. time, I would basically use this as a, I should check out some of these podcasts right not necessarily you're like these are the best of the best you know
1: right i would actually even go as far as like if you've never checked out podcasts before maybe you could start with these because these exactly are it's kind of like and where popular. do you start
0: with podcasts there's so many like you know but but that is that i feel like that's a rare situation like because if you're watching this podcast right. you probably know comics that have amazing podcasts that you're already listening to oh
1: yeah for sure yeah this but is like, that being said i am
0: looking at stuff here that I do want to check out like what what are you, what are you um let me see let me scroll back up here I mean of course all the Team Coco podcasts are great um, I, let's see those are fun um, but uh, I, some of these science ones seem pretty pretty cool I just lost it I, I was there's so many well while um, you're looking
1: through it, I will say the best comedy podcast nominees are con- con- uh, well then of
0: course look at that iHeartRadio their own podcast appears in several of these categories I, I mean the, see uh, uh, I don't know yeah. That you means- know, I, I, what I do like, I do like when um, uh, journalist, uh, journalistic organizations do, or like publications have their own podcasts, right? Um, because I think it kind of brings the reporting minds of like NPR and New York Times and whatnot right. into like the kind of more immediate podcast, like kind of like getting into your, not just like waiting for a new edition to come out, like they kind of like are getting, we're getting the immediacy that we want from like, you know, quick click internet stuff. Right. while still getting like the kind of thoughtful reporting, like a little bit of best of both worlds. So right. like, I want to check out these NPR podcasts. Right. Um, I already listen to the daily, like, you know, for the news and whatnot and Pod Save America.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but I do want to check out some of these NPR stuff because I, you know, I want to get, I think NPR moving to more of a podcast thing instead of a, you know, is great. Yeah. I love NPR. Yeah, I think that's just a natural progression. The newspaper men meet such interesting people. Right. For best comedy podcast, That's a deep cut, people. Uh, what? Uh, that was a deep cut NPR for all you out there for the one <laughs> or two of you that'll get that. Maybe I don't know. I if you're listening to this podcast, this, I wouldn't put it. Yeah, out I wouldn't put it bass. you. Yeah, that was one yeah. of like the songs for like NPR, one of their NPR news shows in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Like uh-huh. after the after every segment, it, the song would come on, or some guy would play a folksy banjo, and be like, "Newspaper men meet such interesting people," <laughs> and I would, as a kid, I would like sing that in the back of the car. Right, but uh, shit's real. Shit is um, real. MP- yeah. NPR, baby, save NPR.
1: Save NPR. Uh, yeah, they're also. I actually read a quite a bit of their like printed news online. They just mm-hmm. feel more t- trustworthy.
0: Do yeah, they? exactly. I love. Yeah, my parents are both journalists, so right. I I have a very I have a very soft fond spot for journalism, and right. I think that a lot of people shit on uh, mainstream news media, and I think a lot of it. There's a lot, there is a kind of a corporate tinge to a lot of it, but you also, you know, you gotta do some of the work yourself. Like if right. you are reading an article, you should be able to tell when something is corporate tinged or not. Right. Like a, a good journalist, a good, uh, some not a good, good journalism will let you follow their own sources. Like, you know, okay. you will be able to see their sources, analyze their source, and you can trust, this, you can kind of trust or distrust the source that they get, and you right. can read it yourself, you know, like in, uh, you, New York Times, there is a journalistic method that the, the people that are raving and ranting about how journalism is, like, corrupt and evil, that they just don't get, and that's why their stuff is even less credible. Oh, and sure. And it's like, you know, it's, you got to have the critical thinking for yourself.
1: Yeah. I, I wait, Tell me what you think of this, because this is how I can consume news. I
0: go on Google News,
1: and then what I like about that is you can see eight different versions of the same story from different mm-hmm. places. And, like, I won't read all of them, but I'll read, like, some of them. Um, you know, I probably will skip Fox News. Fox News yeah. Or the Daily Mirror. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I get, uh, like, averaging out their takes, I was like, okay, I, I kind of get what's actually happening.
0: I Yeah, I think that uh, the, the broader point of you should get your sources, for, you should get multiple sources is, you know, I'm all about it. And if right. something... And the critical thinking comes in where it's like, if you read something and it seems like too good or too bad or too weird to be true, like you're like, mm, then just look it up, like Google it somewhere else and like, see if you can find other people backing it up because right. when people were posting, like, did you know there was like this, this mountain lady, like there's like a, uh, there's like a, a mountain in the form of a lady and see in like Washington and ball. Oh, look at all this. It's amazing. Well, wow. I'm like, it's clearly fake. Like, you know that is a cgi image and people are just, no it's in the news i'm like it's in like you know the sun right you know yeah like, come on
1: yeah it's in yeah uh i love but reading science. i i love reading science news and unfortunately that's where so much misinformation comes in especially if it's like in uh the, the daily mail or the,
0: yeah also if a news article says uh if it says in the headline breaking then it's fake news <laughs> yeah yes it's fake yeah. I, that's not journalism. That's not how journalism works. Like they don't put breaking in the headline because right. the headline needs to stay forever. It's not right. breaking forever.
1: Right. You know? I think post OJ Simpson, I've never seen like breaking news <laughs> ever again. Well, I see
0: breaking news. You see it on the, on the Chiron on uh like, on like live TV. But if you right. see it in a headline, like in like, you see, if you're sharing an article, it says breaking government, burning ballots and pooping on them. Like then, you know, yeah. it's come on. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, comedy podcast for the iHeartRadio Radio uh, Podcast Awards 2021 best comedy nominees are Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, Office Ladies, The Read, Smartless, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Um, and you know, if you're wondering, oh, they're missing some. My favorite murder is in the best con- uh, crime podcast. Uh, Las Culturistas is best pop culture. And then they have an ad read category. that I found that interesting. But I mean, that is something I happen to enjoy during podcasts. It's like, if you're not just doing a cold read of whatever they sent you, and you just actually, I don't know, make a sketch out of it, essentially, like Conor O'Brien does, Mm -hmm. just makes fun of Sona while reading ads. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if that's enough for a category. But then I think about the Grammys have so many... Uh, ridiculously unnecessary categories, and if that's gonna get shade thrown me at me, I don't know. Uh, that's mm-hmm. fine. But like, the, you know, did you know there was a Grammy award for like best packaging, like for like a the, box set, like the design of the packaging? Uh, yeah, that doesn't uh, need a Grammy. That doesn't.
0: And I was like, "Well, how do you know that that's like the that's like a corporate category?" It's like, "Well, because it's literally just marketing. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. like the marketing yeah. awards. Like that that's an ad that's an ad award. I mean, which yeah, granted, it takes a lot of work and design to go into that, right? But like, that's not a Grammy, right? You know,
1: not Grammy. Yeah, mm. and ad reads. I don't know. Are they just being fun? <laughs> I, I, or or is it a corporate? There are category? a lot of categories it's that cor- like let people." Corporate. Corporate
0: let people kind of, like, sideways into a Grammy, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, Obama oh. has a Grammy, like, you know... Oh, for
1: his Spoken Word album? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, which was basically... it Wasn't it just, like, his audiobook? Like, or what was it?
1: Right. Yeah, no, I think there's a... Like, audiobooks fall in the spoken word. Sometimes, like,
0: comedians get it if they do an audiobook. I feel like in their memoir, an audiobook but... would arguably... I mean, it should be... I think, I mean, look, if the book... I mean, the book should get a literary award, and then right. there should be like a separate voice actor, right? Oh, I mean, under it, the and that should be an acting award,
1: right? Oh, you want to get into how fishy all of that is? So, best comedy, it's album. All,
0: yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to get into it, but it is all fishy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, most best comedy album nominees for the Grammys are comedy specials that are just very quietly released as albums for Grammy consideration, and like they actually step over people's albums that were only released as albums that are actually better mm. often, you know? Um, and like this year, as I was pointing out in our previous episode, like Jerry Seinfeld got nominated for a best comedy album off of his latest special on Netflix.
0: Mm. And it's like,
1: does he need a Grammy? Does he yeah. even care?
0: Yeah. At this it's point, like, it's like, if the, if the novelization of a movie gets a, a book award, yeah, you know what I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. We don't need the Phantom
0: Menace book getting a
1: Pulitzer. Not that that would. Well, happen. I don't know why
0: you'd pull that because the Phantom Menace is fucking fantastic. Oh yeah, um, no, I'm kidding. Well, honestly, <laughs> I, actually I mean, watched, there are those Phantom watched, Menace fans. Uh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Right. Uh, I actually have all the Star Wars posters up here. Because oh, okay. It's but, all uh, run out of focus, so I, did, I Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's up. Like, I keep it out of focus because I, I've been. I, I had my heart broken by the how they just trashed Star Wars like they made, and I hasn't they made terrible Star Wars movies after the original trilogy. Sure. Um I literally I watched the last one uh Rise of Skywalker for the first time last night. Right. Um I had been holding off. Right. cuz I didn't want it to hurt me. And sure. I was like, well, it's been long enough. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to watch some space pews. but even that it was just like
1: uh, yeah the rise of the skywalker maybe <clears throat> is like the weakest of the new ones but also like- i
0: agree it's such a bu- oh man and i'm like the thing is that there's there's a good movie in there there's a decent movie in there they right. just needed to edit it edit 40 minutes out of it and and uh, make like make the cut slow it down like then- ironically cut it down like, like uh-huh. shorten it and then slow it down
1: shorten it slow it down and make ben kenobi not seem like he's a youth ministry leader
0: oh my that's God. the look that he was also, rocking yeah i when when ray kissed ben i was like what is that oh. i was like he is a mass murderer and killed his dad and like didn't he like also kill your family or something like you know i forget exactly what but like this guy is like a war criminal like i'm not right. just like just cuz he's wearing like a loose linen kanye shirt i'm like not on board <laughs> with him yet no like he is like done the bare minimum, like right. you know, men who do the bare minimum, like we shouldn't, ugh. right? And they,
1: I mean, yeah, they they talk to each other telekinetically, but it, yeah, yeah, but he has been
0: gaslighting her, and like you know, mm-hmm. he basically he he has been manipulating her the whole time. Yeah, it, it is not a an even relationship. Oh no. God, no,
1: no. This is not a Star Wars podcast, but i no, it's I'm not. not through that. Uh, I think it's important. It is a cultural touchstone still, and. Uh, Man, that was a real letdown at the end. Hmm. Um, Last thing uh, that I wanna mention, Natalie Palomino's latest special, Nate, or latest, first hour special, latest hour special, uh, came out recently. Um, It is probably unlike any comedy special that has been uh, released maybe ever, but certainly in recent memory. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is not stand-up, it is a solo show. Um, even outside of it being a solo show, I mean, you could argue that um, Hannah Gatsby's uh, special... Um, not Douglas. <laughs> Why can I
0: not? I know, I know which one you're talking about. Right, um, right, right.
1: The, the one that everyone uh, talked about. And... Uh, <sighs> okay, I'm not going to forgive uh, my... Unless I come up with the name of this. Uh, and this is so... I'm just going to, I'm just going to put an end to it. Nanette. Nanette. Yeah. Well, that, okay. That's why the wires were getting crossed. Cause Nate, Nanette, it's really close. Yeah.
0: Nanate. 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 Oh God. What there a special. That yeah, that's, just, that's just going to confuse you even more, but yeah. Nanette. Nanette. Uh, I'm, Nanette. I, yeah. yeah. Was, that was great. I, 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 it was definitely crossing, uh, or like kind of like, like blurring, uh, categories, but I liked it.
1: Right. And so does this. Uh, I, Nanette was very much a solo show, and then they I, yeah.
0: I've never had the pleasure of meeting Natalie, but uh, a good buddy of mine, who's another great comedy photographer, Greg Finer, actually has some of the my favorite comedy photos ever of right. her doing some material from the, this special, right. like a, like a year or so ago. Right. Some of the best, the like the best photos I've ever seen, and you could just tell that she's yeah. crushing it.
1: Well, that that's one thing that's really great about Nanette. I mean, so it's a one. Natalie, Natalie Palomides, who created and performs the show, uh, dresses up as a a character, Nate, as a man. And uh, it's, you know, a real exploration of toxic masculinity uh, in now times and reckoning with it and what that has done to the male psyche and the psyche of everybody else. Um. But because she dresses up as a character and is very much interactive with the audience, it is very much a visually appealing special, where most specials are just like, it's a nicely lit stage. Maybe there's some interesting things that are in the background, but uh, have you watched it at all? I haven't seen it yet, no. It's great. I mean, Natalie- I, I know, I can't wait um natalie i will say it, it does some of the most daring like out of this world like com- you know, comedy like you know it, you'd re- it's really up to her how she just like singularly imagines these characters and what it means and the commentary that it leaves but it most of all it's pretty just absurdly funny um mm-hmm. they're are, there is like an emotional arc that is, uh, I mean, you go for a ride on this because it is, like I was saying, um, a commentary on toxic masculinity. So there, there's so much that is, uh, you know, dealing with the, what the audience is uh, feeling and how they're doing and then how you, as a viewer watching it secondhand, how you're feeling about that. And, uh, you know, consent is like a big mm-hmm. theme of it and so there are uncomfortable moments and then that gets cut the tension gets cut uh almost as an example of what Hannah Gatsby was talking about in the net and um yeah it is I think one of the most important specials in recent memory it's one of the best uh in recent memory and definitely um I think for this year like The special to close out 2020 would be something like this, something that's so wild and out of the box and definitely make it, makes us reckon with ourselves while also laughing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel Um, like we're getting to the end of the wave of specials that were recorded before COVID. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. And that's, (laughs) so it's going to be, I think it's going to be an interesting, interesting crest to see what happens right after that to see like, you know, will there be like this wave of specials that are happening during COVID? Like, you know, they, how are they going to advertise that? Like, if it gets worse, will they hold off on releasing them? Even if they, I you think know, already have, have them in able. the can? What's that? I, I think that's what they're doing. Yeah, like, like they, like, I think they have a lot of stuff in the can. They have a lot of stuff in the can. They're like, mm, I don't know. Maybe let's Yeah, leave. they're like, you know, we did it socially distanced because it's like what we, you know, back to, I hate going back to COVID, but like, what we were doing a month ago is not safe now, you know? It's right. like, that's just. That's the difference. People are just like, yeah, well, we've been doing this all the time, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, well, when, when, you, when uh, cases are like one out of a thousand people, mm-hmm. then you can save, you know, and then if you have an outdoor mass distance comedy show, right. you're generally pretty safe. Right. But if it's one out of a hundred people, somebody at that show probably has it, you right. know? If and it's like people, you know? You know? It's, yeah. So it's, uh, it's it just, it just the calculus changes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and unfortunately, I think some people see it as calculus, and they're like, I don't know, numbers. I just want to live my life, man, and I don't yeah, want to okay. wear a mask. I see it as,
0: as risk bandwidth, like you know, how where are you going to spend your risk? You know, because everything right. is a risk. Everything going to the grocery store, doing blah, blah, blah. But like when I say risk, it's not like you know a life, you know, a mortal risk. Right. Like something, most things, you know, if they're masked and outdoor distance, are like point something percent of a risk. But right. it's like so but the more you that adds up, the more stuff you do. If you keep going out to eat, you right. keep if you go to bars, if you're having indoor uh celebrations, mm-hmm. even if you're testing, testing isn't perfect, you know. Right. But it's basically just like reducing your risk in layers of safety, you know? Right. Yeah. And right yeah. now that reducing the risk is me not shooting shows, you know? Like yeah, that's absolutely there was a there was a point where before lockdown where I'm like, okay, nope, we're we're done. Right. For until like after Christmas. Right.
1: Well, why don't we get into that now? Um, So, take me through kind of like your journey shooting shows or not shooting shows, like, like from March to now.
0: Yeah, well, I hadn't i started shooting shows again i didn't shoot so you know of course when it all started in march uh the last show i shot was valley poppins mike Felzone show uh great you know happy that was my last show you're happy right. to do it march 17th march 9th actually that was that my last show wow. um and then uh yeah, pretty close didn't, didn't shoot until uh like august late august um and Maybe maybe late July. But that was like one or two shows. I started shooting a show called Low Key Outside, which is Matt Reif and Paul Elia's show. Right. Um, In and uh, yeah, Paul Elia and Matt, they're great. They're, they're great dudes. And like when we first started, like, I saw them putting up their first show poster and they're like, we're going to try and do this. We're going to see how it goes. What I messaged them, that? like, what are your COVID precautions? What was that? What month was that? Their this first was, I'm trying to remember if it was July, late July, early August. Okay. Um, I don't really remember. It was late summer. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and I insisted pretty hard on like, Mm -hmm. there's got to be masks at all times. Like, you know, even if it's outside, I feel like now you guys are like on the, the cutting the, the spearhead of the new comedy. And if people see like people cutting corners, that will be the tone. Right. Uh, But if we can establish like a baseline of like quality shows, outdoor distance masked, like being the three things. They also had temperature checks, but temperature checks are useless. Um, You know, like, unless you were, like, sickly and dying, which you would know anyway, uh, you know, they're not going to catch. It's asymptomatic people that we're worried about. But, uh, you know, if you're you're doing that, the risk is, you know, minimal, and comics can do their jobs, and I can do my job, and people can, like, you know, have a little something. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so we, we did that, and then, like, I slowly started taking on a few more shows at a time, like, you know, but still capped like at like two or three shows a week. I right. used to shoot like 30 to 40 shows a month before COVID. Oh, um, shit. What yeah, were your I, would shoot, like, shoot? I would shoot like one to two shows a night. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I shot one to two shows a week mm-hmm. um, at like it, at my peak during this. Right. um and so there are a list of shows I would shoot like that like i knew i would walk away from shows that i got there i'm like oh wait you like lied about your COVID precautions right like, nobody here's wearing a mask like i would walk away from those shows. Right. i got there and i'm like okay uh, i'm keeping your deposit and leaving right. uh because this is just shady as fuck right uh good on you man and i don't because it's like yeah i mean it's not entirely altruistic of me i mean uh, while on one hand i really care about the comedy community and i don't want anybody to get sick i would never you know like i i just just as a human i just care about them um right,
1: absolutely but the other
0: hand i don't want to be associated with people mm-hmm. who will cut corners like that because it's a mindset you know right. if you are willing to like you know kind of like push boundaries and cut corners to make something happen like that like where are you cutting corners elsewhere what else have you like kind of like shifted around moved under the rug like what else you i don't know it's just like if you will, are willing to roll the dice people's lives like that yeah. Like, where else are you rolling the dice? You know, even though it's tough to imagine a harder dice roll than that. did, um, did
1: you get any pushback from them or like, oh, you know? I like- mean,
0: they can push back, but like, it's just I won't shoot with you, you know. And it's just like, you know, I, I, it would be hard pressed to find somebody who would like having heard both arguments, being like, he didn't shoot because he didn't feel safe and didn't feel like we were being safe. Like, right? How do you argue with that? Like, you know, <laughs> you like, don't. What, yeah, you don't. Like, it's just like, I, I if someone is going to get mad at me for that, then I don't work with them. You know, yeah. it's just, it's not like I'm going to punish you. It's just like, I don't think we're a good fit. Right. And I'm fortunate enough that I'm able to kind of choose the work that I do. Sure. Um, and that is like, that's a, that's a, a bonus for me, just, you know, meaning that I've managed to like make, you know, kind of like enough relationships that mm-hmm. I'm able to kind of, you know, kind of guide my own path right uh and that's that's a very fortunate position to be in for a freelance photographer right um but also it's a responsibility because i know there are a lot of comics that look not just me there are other photographer comedy photographers out there as well mm-hmm. who feel the same way and have the same situation where comics look at their instagram stories and they're like that's the show i want to do right so if i put a show up where i didn't feel safe mm-hmm. uh i wouldn't feel good sending a comics there right you know,
1: Absolutely. I yeah, I, I think we both feel that responsibility, uh, in you know, like you were saying, setting the tone because, yeah, and quick people... shout out
0: to the safe shows, uh, Ocean Mike, a comedy show LA, yep. um, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? A uh, low key outside, right? Um, uh, those are like the the big three that I like, I felt super comfortable, super yeah. safe. They would yell at people, they took their masks off, like the comics, like, would the host would go up there and be like, Hey, you put your mask on, what are you doing? Right. Like, you know, and that shit, that call-out was great. That's not universal. Some shows would come out to me and be like, we have no power over them. We can't control them. I'm like, right. yeah, you do. Like, yeah. this is your show. Yeah, you could totally
1: you know? bounce them out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, then you don't have power over this. I- I'm leaving. <laughs> like, yeah. I would shout out
1: Clowns in the Dark. I don't know if you got to go to that, but was that, that was-
0: uh, Which one? Clowns in the Dark. Oh, I'm not familiar, no.
1: That was in Alhambra at Alhambra Park. All those uh, Lyric Hyperion clubhouse clown clown folk- would do- Mm. uh, The Lyric Hyperion,
0: I hope they're gonna be okay. That's another venue. I love the Lyric.
1: Me too. too. I think there's gonna be a lot of venues. They're already, they're a nonprofit, but I feel like a bunch of venues are gonna go that route to try Mm. to stay open, survive. UCB is also doing that uh, from what I understand. But Mm. uh, yeah, they do it outside in a park. Um, Everybody is distanced uh, and wearing masks. And then the performers, Mm -hmm. like there's just space.
0: For yeah, to- there are some shows where it's like you have to get into like an elevator with people or yeah. like, you know, they do two, like they cycle out. But, you know, they're also full on shows where they're not even trying. You know, oh, there was oh, a, sure. I'm not going to name names. In, right. But there are shows where they're just like indoor warehouse, no masks. Like right. this was like. Oh, I
1: love this, uh, this this uh, detail. Mask optional.
0: Mask <laughs> optional. Yeah. You need a mask to get in. That's the, that's the code word. If they say need a mask to get in, it means yeah. that you're gonna get COVID if you go there because yeah. everyone will take it off when they get in. Right. So that's like, they, they endorse that. Right. Uh, but they, it's when masks required at all times, that's what you look for right. to you know, feel good. So all right. So what do you look
1: for? I mean, I know you named the three things, but like, all right, the, the phrasing. Well, that's just, yeah. That's
0: just the baseline. That's like yeah. bare. You know. Then what else do you look out for? I would have to also want to shoot your show. You know, right. like you know. So if if you know, someone a random guy came up to me in the street, being like, "Yo, you want to come shoot my outdoor mask distance thing?" And I'm like, "I don't know you." Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, great that you're being safe. But what are you doing? Right. Um. But uh, yeah. I mean. And I feel like the people that are being safe, mm-hmm. I've definitely noticed this. This is like, you know, like, it's not like a, not, I'm not speculating. Right. They get the better lineups. They get incredible lineups. The comics who are doing nothing right now, like the right. successful ones who are like, I've had all these, uh, you know, I've had all the success. What am I gonna do during COVID? Right. Like they are, the, the, they, the only time they emerge is to shoot, not shoot, is to, I'm shooting, is to do right. these shows that they have heard are safe. They know are safe. Like, yeah. they're not gonna, they're not, they don't need to risk anything. Why would they risk going to, like, some, like, garbage, you know, some just, like, e- sketchy, like, you know, globule-filled open mic in a basement? Right. When, like, you know, they could, it's like, yeah, it's not as ceremonious as, uh, you know, like, the clubs and shit they were doing. But I noticed a lot of these guys, like Bill Burr, Michael Rappaport, they're having a great time at these indie shows that right. I've shot that are safe. Because it feels like they're like, I feel like I'm like back on the beat again, you know, I'm like right. doing like these are like the shows that like we were coming up doing, right. but like, you know, th- th- so I'm having a great time and I'm safe. They're not going to risk their shit for like, no, yeah, they, they also wouldn't risk their reps because honestly, right. look, I, it's, look, there's no, I never threaten people. It's not like I, you know, you know, I will never work with you again if I see you doing this, like, you know. Right. That I mean, that is what I'm doing, but I'm not like <laughs> saying that's not the reason you should you you should do you live your life in a certain way, right. but like I just think that it's I just watching people just burning their reputation in front of everyone, like when they yeah. go on these Instagram rants like right. about how like COVID's a hoax and all that. I'm just like I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching you just burn your bridges, like every bridge. Right. Like why? It, I understand you want to keep your hustle going, mm-hmm. like but the hustle isn't your identity, you know. Yeah. Everyone is in the same boat right now. Right. Let's all kind of like let's all put our guns down together, you know, like at the yeah. same time, like it's not a rising tide raises all boats, you know, and if we can mm-hmm. keep and if we the the shorter we can make these lockdown uh like you know uh windows periods, yeah, exactly, lockdown periods. I forgot the words, but okay. um, then the better it is for everybody, you know, yeah. and there's a light at the end of the tunnel we're getting where there are vaccines coming out next you know, we'll ideally know by mid next summer. Right. Whether or not they're safe, it seems like they are safe, you know. Yeah,
1: I think I think the the issue is not that they're they aren't safe. I think they're they will be safe, but the distribution and rollout and the timeline of that is what
0: Exactly. Going well, we have months between now and then, but we know that it's coming. It's more like yeah. the idea. Yeah. And I know a lot of people I say that we're I I even mentioned the safety just because I know people are gonna be like, Well, what's in the vaccine? They say right. as like, you know, they drink jungle juice, like you know, from, yeah. You like, know
1: what? There are nanobots like, in
0: it. And the government is trying to like yeah, look, your- If they make it work better, nanobot me up, daddy. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Nanobots assemble. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I the point being is like we're all going through this together, and comedy is not dead. Comedy <laughs> will comedy will come back. It will oh, yeah. always be there. We'll always need it, mm-hmm. and. You know, like there are people whose identities are so completely wrapped up in like the hustle and the grind and all that 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 now they're kind of been twisted to see that COVID is the reason why they don't have their special, their Netflix special right now. Right. And it's like you were far away from that for many reasons, but Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not and that's not an insult. It's just like that's such a rare jewel that but it's kind of like I feel like it's a similar vibe to like the how America is like, you know, there's a whole swath of people who vote against their own interests because they're like, I may not be rich now, but I'm going to be rich soon. So right. I'll vote to help the rich. Like, yeah.
1: and there's it's, a the big same kind of, it's the same kind
0: of mindset and same kind of like psychological, like kind of like, like, like trap that you fall into where it's like, the, the only reason why I'm not making it right now is because of these fucking COVID precautions and fucking Newsom, which I'll <laughs> acknowledge. Newsom, you idiot. Why are you going to French Laundry? Come on, dude. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm, I'm trying to help you here. Right. Like, but and, but that doesn't mean that the things that he fucked up. That doesn't mean we should all fuck up. You know? No. Yeah. yeah. It just means that. God damn it! I'm mad at him. But for I'm mad at him for breaking his own rules, not for making the rules. Yeah, you know? I, breaking
1: your own rules, especially at a time when I mean, like from the federal level down, there isn't
0: like he should have known. Like there's man, no reason he should have known. He,
1: yeah. He there's a. Known there's a lack of a mandate in direction with how to handle COVID in our country. And so if there's somebody like at Newsom's level that is like issuing rules and then.
0: Yeah. Especially when he's supposed to be like the icon of like the progressive, like, you know, uh, uh, approach to dealing with COVID. Right. When, you know, and it's like, we, I mean, everyone's like, yeah, but businesses need to survive. I'm like, yeah, they do. I, and I feel terrible, but like, You know, dining, if you, dining is a reason, is a a cause, you know, like if you are out there with your mask down and you're eating and you're chatting and you're laughing and you're talking, there are many businesses that are doing it right. And many people will go out to eat and they will do it like they say, where you have the mask on, bite up, bite up. But 99.9% of people are not doing that, you know, they're not, I mean, and they're, and it's, it's not their fault that we are going back. Really, we needed a top down response which we did not get from Trump, which we can go into. We shouldn't go into Trump. I don't think we should. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, we like, but we can, this is a good segue into Twitch. i met a lot of amazing people, photographers, comedians all over the world through Twitch. And yeah. they are looking at us in complete, just like shock and shocked awe. Right. Like, how the hell are we fucking this up so badly? Yeah. Uh, because Australia is now COVID free. Like I think there's some states that may have a few cases, but in right. Australia. But the there are other states like, you know, in Melbourne, um, they haven't had a case in like a month. And it's the reason why is because they had a very strict lockdown, right? Where like they had like a bunch of crybabies arguing about it, being like, with the economy. and uh-huh. it's like well, we're gonna pay you to stay home and mm-hmm. it may not be exactly as much as you made, but it'll be enough to let you survive. Yeah. And then it's gonna be like it's gonna be a hard lockdown for five, six months. But mm-hmm it paid off. They now are living COVID free and right. they're out there doing everything that we are like, you know, pretending that we it's safe to do, you know, right. but they are doing it right. Right. Like, and it's just, it's just fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, no, I'm not going to go into the Trump news, but anyway, <laughs> that does segue into Twitch, which I highly recommend every comic get into, especially now if you're doing an IG live show, stop sleeping, switch it to Twitch. <laughs> uh, because, Wait, but first, I, off, roll roll it back. How'd you get into Twitch uh, during? The I got into Twitch because I was like, I need to do something during this crazy lockdown. I need to figure out some way to what, kind what, of what like was, what, this is summertime. This like, was in I'm like a... May or right, April May. Or or May I, I was like, on. what am I going to do here? Right. So I started kind of like you know popping into Twitch to see some people, see what other creatives were doing. Right. Um, I was I wanted to stream. I was like curious about whether or not streaming my photo editing would be a good idea. So right. I'm like, am I good enough? But like, <laughs> and then you realize that it's really just like, if I'm going to do the work anyway of editing, right? I may as well have some people like hanging out with me. Cool. And, uh, what I found was, as I edited all these photos of comics who aren't necessarily household names, but amazing comics. Right. Everyone knows them. Everyone on Twitch is like, "Oh my god, that's Irene too." I fucking love right. Irene too. Like, oh my god, like you know, that's uh, that's 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 Jake Nordwin, Like, he's amazing. He came to my show. He came to my city once. And they're like, are they on Twitch? Like, I want it. And I realized that they were all like clamoring for all these comics to get on Twitch. Right. Because they want to watch funny people do something. That, right. Like they get either a podcast. It doesn't need to be gaming. Twitch isn't just gaming. Right. Um, they want to watch funny people, ideally who they recognize. But even if not, the Twitch will drive people to your Instagrams mm-hmm. um, and your clips and whatnot. If they just, right. like, watch you just, like, hanging out, even if you're, like, once a week, just, like, bring in a guest and interview them and just, like, literally just chat with someone for an hour, have tea with them, you right. know? Just do something. Like, right. people will watch. They want to they wanna see funny people do stuff. Right. They don't want to see, like, they're not looking for, like, pro gaming strats. Like, they have right. people to do that, to get that from, you know? That's yeah. not you. That, that's, that,
1: that's an oversaturated... Uh, exactly. Gaming,
0: there are a lot, of, a lot of people that go on there to, like, and just, like, play Call of Duty and sit there silently. You know, and I'm like, they're not, they're not there to watch you just play Call of Duty like in the middle of the road. Because no matter how good you are, Call of Duty, no matter how good you think you are, you're not good, like compared right. to people on Twitch. Like right. people on Twitch, like that's their job, Call of Duty. Right. There are, I mean, there, there are exceptions to this, of course. Like Mark Smalls Live, uh, that's Mark Smalls on Twitch, uh, has made, he's done an incredible job with a Call of Duty stream. He <laughs> makes it really fun. He, right. like, you know, has a great community that he fosters. Like, but not everyone can do that, sure. you know? Um, when, he, when you say Foster's a great community, what does he do? Uh, so he's got like community sub days. Like he's, he's got wow. a very like loyal community of people that like will, um, like he has days where he's just, like, I'm going to play with you guys. So you guys jump into my lobby and I'm going to play with you. So you'll get to play with a comedian, which is very cool. Like people get excited about that. Um, he also uh, is a, really good at addressing his chat and like kind of making sure that they feel acknowledged right um because the advantage that twitch has over instagram live or even zoom shows is that there's a level of engagement that you get that mitigates or often can depending on the comic can entirely replace Mm -hmm. uh the lack of audience participation from an ig live show or from zoom because you're just kind of like there, like with like maybe a few chuckles from like the comics who are listening like that's like pretty brutal for a lot of people who like kind of rely on that kind of bounce back and forth but like with twitch People like, you know, every, I, I think that every Twitch follower is a hundred Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. Um, not as in like, every you'll get a hundred Instagram followers, but like the equivalent in terms of uh, engagement. Like right. a Twitch follower, often they'll show up every time you're live. They'll right. be in there, they'll be chatting, they'll be bidding, they'll be making sound alerts happen. Like, mm-hmm. you know, stuff will go on, things will snowball. Like they'll be chatting with everyone else. You can keep chat going. There was something for you to react to at all times. Right. It's like right. a great... It's a great thing to, it's, I don't know, it's a great back and forth. I will say this
1: one thing about Twitch over all other live stream platforms. So they have a scheduling tab that is very handy for comedians in terms of and co- people who do comedy and doing Twitch live streams. And so mm-hmm. um, part of the frustrating part on my end during this time is like, when and where is anything happening? Because people are very bad at promoting in general and they become worse. But Twitch made it easier to like, you can just set up a schedule. If it's a recurring thing, you can just have it on there every
0: week. Absolutely. I was just talking to Morgan Jay the other day. He has been crushing it on Twitch. He started like a month or two ago. And oh, he's, yeah. I had him on, um, like, he's now pushing a thousand. And yeah. he uh, does on Mondays, he writes songs live on Twitch. On Fridays, he does a comedy game night where he just has comics on to play Quiplash and stuff. Right. And he's been crushing it with those. Right. Um. How hard like
1: is is there a a barrier of entry in terms of according? not at all
0: it's so easy like what was and I, I so actually morgan j andrew arolfo and i created a discord for anybody who's a comic who's looking to get into twitch just right. like so you can have like a good baseline of people to like start following you and start like you know kind of getting a community going we got right. like 40 or 50 people in there and uh you know like people who are like, you know, kind of some smaller Bay Area comics who just like have like two or three people watching at a time right. to like, you know, some larger guys like Morgan or like, you know, um, uh, uh, I think Jared Logan, like who is oh, doing do like all the stuff, yeah. Yeah. which is a Stream of Blood, fucking awesome. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Oh my Shout God. I love Stream of Blood. Yeah. There are a lot of great comics on Twitch right now and it's just like a great run, you know, mm-hmm. like Max Eddy, I'd never heard of before this. Sure. And he's a, yeah, he's a Barrier comic. And he is, he has created, he's created an amazing community on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through that, we've actually become close friends. We now like play games on each other's Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. We like, you know, uh, he'll like raid over, raiding means send all your viewers over, over mm-hmm. to me when I'm editing photos. Like, right. it's just, it's just amazing. You know, the, yeah. and the people who are look people are looking for community right now, like more than anything.
1: The whole the pack theaters uh, entire virtual you know uh, programming is pretty much through that's Twitch. it.
0: Also, I think Twitch is about to have a lot of new uh, features for comedy soon. So yeah. now is the time to build your Twitch following because how do you know Twitch that? Be...
1: What how do you know that and what are they? If
0: you know? uh, so there are a few people that um, I know are dealing with that are dealing directly with people at Twitch, like looking like kind of like for deals. Right. Um, and like kind of like development stuff. I know there was a, I'm not going to name names again, but I know there was a club in the beginning that had the chance to work with Twitch and they completely fucked it up. And so Twitch kind of backed off comedy for a while. Right. Because um, they don't have specifically a comedy category on there. So you would do just no. chatting if you're doing comedy, right. um, which is not ideal. Um, well, they, they, there is a comedy category, but I I it. Well, there's there's a comedy category, but not a comedy like. Uh, As there should be. With there, and absolutely there should be. Yeah. and uh i think that and that is coming and i think and i think and cuz twitch is going to be partnering with some comics mm-hmm. um and so and they're going what and i think in the next few, next month or two they're going to be dealing with that cuz there has been a lot of pressure to kind of get that going again but like yeah they were like trying to work closely with this club on like making like big like cool like comedy streams and like kind of what they would what comedy would need like to thrive on twitch and this club just like completely like, wrote them off, like, didn't really pay attention to them, didn't answer their shit, and so they were like, fuck it, we're gone. Like, yeah. you know. And, uh, which is a real bummer, it's a disservice to the whole comedy community. It was right. really selfish on that club's part, but like, right. you know.
1: Yeah, and then you look at something like Planet Scum, which is essentially born into Twitch. And uh, mm-hmm. it seems to be doing quite well. I had Chris Getter on. A-
0: yeah, there are people that are crushing on Twitch, you know, like they're like Ron Funches, Eric Griffin, uh, like, you know, um, who else? Uh, Josh Potter. And these range from like super well thought out, overlaid transition streams with like wipes and like, you know, logos hot and, hot and stuff too. to like just streaming from your Xbox. Like you just hit stream on your Xbox and that's it. And they have like a little tab come up and it's just you with a microphone. Yeah. And that's it. You know, it's so The barrier to entry is so little. And then as you grow, you can put more into it if you want.
1: What is the most innovative thing you've seen on Twitch for comedy?
0: Uh, Well, it's not from a comic. Uh, there's a guy who is an actor who uh, scams scammers.
1: Okay, so
0: cool, cool, cool. 11,000 people tune into his streams every day, which is I mean, is that sounds, that, that's a great hook. It's great. So, yeah, he goes in there, and he has a timer up, and he – Calls scammers back. He has a number that like, you know, kind of is open to scammers. They call and he calls them back and he'll have like a guest actor on and they have voice modulators and whatnot. Right. And also they do voices and characters. Right. And they try and waste as much time of the scammer as possible and they have a timer going. Sure. And uh, like, you know, the they're fucking hilarious. Uh, it's Kit Boga uh-huh. is the name, K-I-T-B-O-G-A. And <laughs> I like kind of randomly stumbled on it and I, I couldn't look away. They, right. the, the, the record was like nine hours. Wow. They like got a, like a guy on there being like, All right, are you in the room? Are you ready to read me the code? And he's like, Yeah, code. Which code are you looking for? Well, hold on, Martha, are you the code? And then we're like, well, I'm making a roast. And he's like, Hold on, he's making a roast. Can you put you on hold? And he put them on hold. And i like, <laughs> You know, and it's just like, and he's sometimes he does all the voices, other right. times he has other people come in, mm-hmm. and it's great. And they're like, What are we doing today? Are we doing like the old switch and flip, like, you know, play? Right. Uh, and it's great. And that kind of right. stuff is awesome. You could do anything on Twitch. You could have your podcast. Right. You could have, um, you know. That uh, makes me think of Brendan Like Which uh... is what I do. I know a lot of other comedy photographers edit as well now. Yeah. You oh, could they, uh, do they, art. They do I they... know Jordan Dahl does his uh, D&D drawing on Twitch. And he's just like oh, there. Oh, being... shout out Jordan Dahl. D&D. Love Jordan Dahl. Yeah. Jordan Dahl is an amazing. Yeah, he was on Stream of Blood the other day, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, he yeah. is an amazing uh, comic and good friend and streamer. Yeah. Um, and
1: uh, illustrator.
0: And yeah, he is so good. He's such a good artist. And he has such a cool art style. Yep. So if you follow twitch.tv slash Razor Lou mm-hmm. R-I-Z-O-R-L-O-U yep. you will see his amazing streams. Yeah. And he's a great animator too. So he animates the little things his little drawings on his stream to like pop up and you could like redeem like 200 chat points, which right. you just get for just lurking in the chat. It's not money. Mm-hmm. Uh, to like have like like little cartoon bats fly across the screen he'll go bats like you know and so he reacts to it and so that's like the level of interaction you get you feel like you're actually engaging with someone right instead of you know just like watching an instagram live show on your phone and you're like great
1: (laughs) yeah you have to and the people that have made instagram live work what they what they do on it is so compelling that it could have been done on any platform
0: yeah, that's the thing. Like Instagram, you're just doing it, you're, you're succeeding despite Instagram Live and not because of it. Right. Uh, and it's not and, the, we, and I think Instagram Live was important for the beginning of quarantine when we were yeah. like figuring shit out, right. um, you know? But then, and then the kind of like Zoom kind of came in, but we are past the point where I think that we need to move past Zoom for comedy shows, I think.
1: Right. Um, you know, in lieu of like a stand-up show, you you know, you focus on the interaction and that's what people can meet people in comedy should be doing on Twitch. What, what would you loosely tell like somebody like a comedian, somebody in comedy that's like, all right, you say do Twitch. What, where should I start? You know, in terms of conceptualizing what I should do for a live stream?
0: I would say literally you don't need a camera to start. I mean, you can, if you want, and it's great. Just like, stream something like if you like anything like if you are if you are a gamer stream a game but like be don't stream with the angle of like they're gonna watch me be the best gamer ever be like they're gonna watch me because i'm a good hang because you are gonna play video games with your friends in your living room is the kind of mindset like that's like that's an easy way in you know or have like every monday call up a comic friend of yours you know and just like chat with him you know, a different comic friend, and just like chat with them. Like, you know, have, have some kind of, or if you do a podcast, record it live on Twitch or record a segment of it on Twitch, you know? So like you can be like, so on your podcast, you could then cross promote, be like, if you want to see us live, like we, we, we do live shows like every, like once a month, right. like, you know, on Twitch, like here it is, blah, blah, blah. It could be that infrequent. But also, you know, I know comics, a lot of people are struggling for money at the moment. You get paid. Like if you get to 50 followers, which is not that hard to get, especially if you got that Discord community of comics um, who are genuinely not just like free follows. They like follow you. They watch you. And, you know, they're great. It's also just great to watch. Like it, Twitch is just like a great entertainment thing. Um, then uh, you once you hit affiliate, which is 50 followers, then you start making money from subs and from bits and all that. And you get like a, just like a check every month of. You How know, much I, are you
1: talking here? What's the- I'm not a
0: big, you know, I'm not a big streamer. I've got like 450 followers or something, which is like solid for a non-comic. But, you know, yeah. I'll have about 20 people watching per stream, which is pretty good right. um, uh, for me. But, uh, you know, I'll make like three, four hundred dollars a month without even thinking about it. You know, it's like extra money you do get without thinking. And Morgan started a month, like, you know, a, a month or two ago. I've been streaming for like five months. He's already at 800, 900 followers and like, you know. I don't know how much money he's making, but like, he's probably doubling the amount that I'm making. Um, And it's not a full-time job. So it's like just extra money you can make from home for doing nothing and having a good time and growing your own brand. It's just like, it makes sense.
1: And he streams more than you. I think he does it like
0: I stream more than him. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah. I, because I stream late night gaming and daytime uh, photo editing. Oh. So I stream like three to four times a week, four, maybe three to five times a week he streams uh-huh. like 2 to 3 got it got it he cuz he he's, he's uh kind of cuz he started just playing call of duty but he's right. pivoted now to doing the art streams cuz he's seen that people are like really down to help him write songs and they're like kind of down for gaming but like you you right. kind of see your own audience um i've kind of fallen into the trap of staying up late and streaming so now a lot of my fans are overseas so i kind of now have to stay up late right um but you know everyone's got a different vibe and that's what's cool about twitch that's those those people that succeed everyone who does their own thing right like i know i'm watching gabby lamb do amazing art like Mm -hmm. she's like drawing art and like i want to like yell at her like do it on twitch just do it on twitch you're doing it on instagram live this is so cool the world needs to see it right are you you
1: getting paid by twitch andrew
0: i am not at (laughs) all and and, well i am in for my own stream but like (laughs) i have no partnership with them I have criticisms of them. I think they need to get more comedy going. I think okay. they will soon. But I, this is me being more of an advocate for comedy than for Twitch. Right. Because I think that comedians, like, you know, I think comic, comedy will be healthier when there's more, if there's more comedy. Like, that's not just like in terms of right now. I think in general, at all times, right. comedy is better when there's more comedy. Right. And I, this is a great way to get more comedy, the more meaningful comedy right. out there. That's true, and uh, I'm happy to give you a list of my favorite comedy Twitch streamers at the end of this. If you wanted to plug them, please um, do.
1: I would love to include them in the show notes. I mean, yeah, I, one, yeah, one first, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, one of the first live streams I ever wrote about the, in the pandemic was off of Twitch. It was uh, uh, Ian Abramson's Saturday night at quarantine because SNL had like just gone on hiatus because of COVID, and he decided like, oh, I'll do a version of it as one person out in the woods. And it Mm. was insane, and it was great, Mm. and and, um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I wrote about it, and then uh, yeah, I I want to shout more comedy Twitch comedy live streams if you if you got
0: absolutely yeah oh my god of course
1: yeah please shoot them my way. Um, I want to kind of tie all this into what are some of your favorite moments you've seen outdoor shows. Twitch live streams, either or, um, you
0: know, that you just really enjoyed. That made this time's maybe not so awful. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I said, so. You just one of my favorite like comments. Well, live shows moments. Uh, moments. Oh, live show moment. Well, uh, Moses Storm running into the ocean. Yep. It was pretty wild. At the uh, very last
1: ocean, like ocean show. Extremely happy with
0: how that came out. Yeah. And uh, that was like that took a little bit of planning as well. Because I'd I'd seen him the day before at a comedy show L.A. Yeah,
1: we were were there, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, so I, uh, yeah, you were there, that's right. Um, And uh, so he was like, you know, he climbed a tree in that show. I'm like, how is he going to top that? And we took some amazing portraits after where he like got into the sink in the green room, which is an outdoor cabana, which is amazing. Right. Um, And he got into like the outdoor sink and just like poured water on himself. And like, this is going to be perfect. Right. And then we were talking about some other shows. I was because, you know, like we were saying, a lot of comics, like they will ask me what I'm shooting and be like, "What's good? Like, what do you recommend I should go for? Right. And it's not like Moses Storm needs my help or recommendations for anything, but we were just chatting about it because I work with them a lot. Um, and I was like, I'm shooting my favorite show. It's tomorrow. Uh, my favorite my favorite show to shoot. It's so beautiful, Ocean Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gorgeous. It's at sunset. It's on the beach in Malibu. He's like, I've seen pictures from that. I wanted to do it. Who are the producers? I'm like, this person right here, Mary Romeo. She's like standing right next to me, um, so and she, so they chatted it up. Like, yeah, because she happened to be at the show, um, at a comedy show, like, because she and Michael Mansoor are buddies, and uh, so they were talking, and you know, she had a full lineup, but he was like, like, you know, I would like, has anyone run into the ocean yet? And she's like, not yet. And he's like, oh, God, I would love to do that show just to run into the ocean. And uh, like, you know, so they kind of were chatting and he was like, you know what? I'll do five minutes. She's like, you really only do five minutes just to run into the ocean? You would do that for us? And he's like, absolutely. Like if Andrew's going to be there photographing it, absolutely. And I was like, this is perfect. Would you wear a suit? He's like, yes. And uh, (laughs) then uh, I texted him the next day being like, you're going to wear a suit, right? And he's like, well, I guess I have to now. He was Uh hoping I'd forget. Right. So he wore the suit. And right. he, did. he did it. He ran into the ocean. He was like, I thought this was at a restaurant. Like, so I'm overdressed. Let's get beachy. Should we? And then he <laughs> ran into the middle and I chased him down. He saw that. Yep. I got, I went waist deep into the water. Yep. And he, it was way colder than he, he thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I went in, my shoes are ruined, but it was worth it. It is worth it. I got I, those I, pics I, of Moses in a storm, in a storm, in a suit, uh, <laughs> coming out of the water, looking like Daniel Craig. Oh yeah. It huh. was, it was pretty great. I caught video of it and there's,
1: there's video of it on the, at the comedy version Com- Instagram page. Uh, yeah. I caught Moses coming out of the water trying to, he, he, I thought, uh, he, I think he thought that he was going to sprint back to the mic, but he did not count on being so cold and so damp and mm-hmm. wet. So he like fell while running.
0: Yeah. Oh my and, God. It's so good.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I think he probably conceptualized that he would have to feign, perhaps, being tired or whatever.
0: No, but he really did
1: uh, not have his breath with him
0: when he got. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. my God! He like full. He went in. He did. He he did some laps. He swam. He right? didn't just like duck in and out. He did right. it. And I love yeah, so that was that's probably one of my favorite moments. Yeah.
1: yeah. And also, with that, so he even I don't know if this was planned or it just ended up happening, but like. When he got back to the mic after being in the ocean,
0: his notebook got wet. so yeah, that was the thing. Read. I don't think he I don't think he planned that. I don't think he planned bringing his comedy notebook into the water because yeah. I, I looked look through some of the pics. I'm like, there's writing on every page, like dense oh, writing. And I'm like, oh right. no, right. But it was perfect for the photos. Oh, yeah. oh man, that's gotta
1: be so great. Uh, is there a, a Twitch stream moment that you have really uh,
0: cherished and enjoyed uh, outside of? What's um, like here? Um, there have. It's tough to sing to single out a, a one moment, but there. I mean, it's overall the sense of like kind of interlocking community on Twitch is really cool. great. Like, oh, absolutely. It's just when people like you know kind of raid each other and communities combine and stuff like that, like. I have been developing one kind of community in Scotland, like with a sketch group called the nearly men who are incredible. And like seeing like Scottish comedy is nuts. And then recently I was able to kind of combine them Mm -hmm. with like my kind of like Bay area kind of scene, like with like Andrew Arolfo and Irene too and Jim in Cambridge, Mm -hmm. uh, the photographer. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I, whenever I'm in like the nearly men stream, I see one of them in there, one of the LA people. I'm like, awesome. Like this kid is a community right
1: you know? now what do you, what just, like, do you, hanging out you independently. mean by a community like uh, because is- it's
0: like it, they become hangouts you know what i mean okay. like the twitch stream so people are like playing like a scottish guy's like playing video games and mm-hmm. it's like some people are there to watch the game other right. people are there to say what's up to other people in the chat right. and they'd be like hey what's going on jim how you doing and jim's like hey there he is just on the six what's cracking and you know we're all like chatting i was like how's everybody going these become your buddies you know right it's a, just a great great scene Cool. Man. It's like seeing the same people at different comedy shows a bunch and you start to be like hey but it's like a community
1: that it's individual to each
0: stream it's, it starts off that way and then different streams kind of become ecosystems and like every stream generally has its own discord like channel like you know that will that the server that people can like all join and like so there's that community we can share like their pet pics with each other and like all that kind of stuff or whatever this discord is. Like mine is if you ever, if you have any photography you want to share, you can go ahead and share it. Or if you're going live, you're a streamer, you can post your link there. Right. You know, and so people end up generally chatting in there. And so, you know, you kind of, kind of grows, you know. Mm-hmm. And That's uh, yeah. That's great, man.
1: Um, I'm glad you're such a strong proponent of Twitch as live streaming will very much continue to be a part of comedy, uh, even after the pandemic. That is something I firmly, firmly believe.
0: Totally. It totally will. Uh, but I yeah, and I think that with Twitch, it's like a lot less of a, um, you know, kind of like please, please, please watch my show. But it's like I'm gonna be live. If you're there, you're there. You know, yeah. and often they're there. Like I streamed. I don't know if you know uh, Humongous Entertainment, like that games company for kids, like from back in the day, from like the late okay. '90s. I mm-hmm. played uh, through the entire Spy Fox first game with Irene too. Yeah. Like we like both like got on stream and we just like played Spy Fox like sure. the whole story. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. We had like a whole, like a great amount of viewers. Like you know, a lot of people went to go follow her after that because I had a little chat bot. Be like, follow Irene too. She's who I'm playing with. Right. Like you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it was great.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, shout out Hot
1: Tub by the way. They they do. Oh, totally. Yeah, they do a Twitch live stream. Um, that's great, man. I one last question. Mm. How do you imagine, uh, Twitch? figuring into live comedy going forward maybe even with outdoor shows or like, I mean, well, I think
0: that they'll, there's a synergy there. And I think that a lot of shows will eventually have a Twitch channel as well. And they'll use that to advertise, like, you know, they'll have like the producers of the show on for like a podcast once a month. And then they'll be like, but don't forget, we got a live show coming up blah blah. blah, blah. So if you're there, make sure you do it. And it'll become just like a live kind of like, like hand in hand podcast kind of thing. So things will kind of become like a net of, Kind of like uh, advertising and marketing and like, you know, just kind of like social media, you know? So I think Twitch will end up becoming a supplement to live comedy when it comes back with gusto.
1: Right. Because I think like, you know, uh, wait, is there a way to sort of tier your Twitch live streams to like, so if people wanted access, they had to pay like a paper? Yeah.
0: You can have subscription only streams. So like they have to subscribe to your channel to do it. Right. Um, or you could do it so like if you subscribe on Twitch, you'll get access to my Discord and right. you could stream to the Discord, like have a private show.
1: For the, the listeners out
0: there, what are, what's Discord? Discord is like, imagine Slack, if you know Slack, but it's for like gaming and everything. Basically creating communities. It's very easy to create a server uh-huh. which has a, a series of voice and uh, text channels. So right. like my just off the Discord server mm-hmm. has like a, uh, like a general chat channel where everyone just be like, how's everyone doing today? What's cracking? Hey, yeah, how are you today? Oh, man, you got COVID. I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you're feeling better. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Like that's like the world we live in. Yeah. Um, and uh, then I also have like Twitch going live channel where you go in there and you put your like Twitch link whenever you're live. Right. Then I also have like share your work where people can like share their photography or their drawing or their painting or just like a picture on their walk, you know? Right. And everyone's like, that's awesome, cool. It's just like a positive vibe. Then I have voice channels where it's like, if I'm streaming and like, you know, I'm streaming like Among Us or something, which I don't do very often, but I, yeah, I do sometimes. Right. Then like you hop into that channel to like play in the game, you know, and so you'll have that. Um, like, you know, and, the, and each of those has like level permissions that you set and all that. And uh, it's just really, it's also very easy to um, have a Discord call up. It's very easy to call people in Discord. You literally just click like a, the phone button, and then boom, you're in a Discord call. Like if they accept it, right. and then that is very easy to play with games. Right. So it plays nicely with them. So if you have a game up and you want to have someone else's voice in there, so like mm-hmm. I had a Discord call with Irene and I mm-hmm. going on in the background, right? And while I was streaming, you know the the game, and then that got picked up and by Twitch. So mm-hmm. it's very easy. It all plays well together, and right. Discord is just great for you know, anything really. If you're like doing a ske- if you're like producing a sketch or something, like make a discord. Cause then you'll have like production design, like, you know, as a channel and like, you know, post-production and like, you know, uh, like budget tasks, like stuff like that. And people can get in there and see everything right. they need. It's
1: like, uh,
0: it's- It's DIY, Slack, but fun.
1: D- yeah, it's DIY, punk rock, Slack. And for those who don't know, Slack, Slack is office, you
0: know, uh, yeah.
1: chat. You know, if you actually work at an office, well, when you did work at an office, you might mm-hmm.
0: be black. Yeah, but it's a great way to organize a community that you build on some social media. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think even if you don't have a Twitch, like comics have a Discord. Like Morgan J has the J-Birds. Like that's his Discord. So right. if you join it, it's like your fan hub. You know what I mean? Right. right. So and people again, can share Morgan J news. Right. If, again, if, the,
1: if this is over anybody's head, uh, uh, as Andrew had mentioned,
0: there's like, a community that you're you absolutely, and we have a Discord for Twitch comedy. Mm-hmm. That is the that's what I mean by we have a Discord. So I have like Twitch, Twitch comedy, the community, mm-hmm. right. and then you know, you go in there and you have like any show plugs you want to do, any promotions. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're doing gaming, join this channel, right? Send like, that then, my so just post your social media links here and we'll all follow each other, right? Yeah, send that my way too, and I'll include that in the show notes as well. I will, I will, yeah. Um.
1: That's about it for us. Oh, man. hell yeah. Great yeah, stuff. That, yeah, this has been real fun. So informative. And I think, uh, you know, <laughs> definitely for people <laughs> that are really bummed out about lockdown again.
0: Let's, yeah, uh, lockdown look, into, look into stuff like Twitch. COVID-19. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're bummed out, you know, look at stuff like Twitch. It, it's like a good, tangible way to, like, you know, keep growing your your community and your, your uh, content and have a good time and not be alone, you know? right um is there anything else you would like to plug
1: where can people find well you, you can
0: follow my twitch at twitch.tv slash just off of six right. um what else you can follow me on instagram at instagram uh, you know just off of six that's me right. um but uh what else i mean there are other like yeah i mean i could always plug other amazing photographers but i feel like i just give you a list you did you know <laughs> and uh you know and then you can you can plop those at some point but right. You know, um, uh, guys, just most importantly, like, be safe. You know, this is a, uh, it's a crazy time. Mm-hmm. There's no show right now that is worth it. Mm-hmm. Like there's just no show yep. that is worth it. Yep. Unless you were recording your HBO special in a cryogenically sealed space station. Right. Like there's nothing that is worth it um, because your safety and your health is most important. Right. Um, and uh, you know, there is, it is, it's not all doom and gloom. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. While things won't get back to quote unquote normal, your mm-hmm. comedy will live, you know? So yeah, comedy will live. Keep, stay strong, guys. I have so much respect for comedians, mm-hmm. so much admiration for comedians. Right. I know it's tough. We're going to make it.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's tough because what we're feeling is we're going to be the last people allowed to do what we were, we were doing.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? it's, it's, it's true, yeah. and the, you, you will be. Like, there will be... There will be a way, like, yes, like, understandably frustrating that stand-up comedy legislation or whatever, whatever, or cutouts for essential businesses stuff, like, during the early lockdowns, like, yeah, understandably frustrating, but don't devote your entire identity to fighting these regulations. Like, this is here, to, They're they're saving lives, like, and, you know, there is going to be a way to make comedy exist with that, but right now, especially in December, between these two holidays, like, be safe. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which two holidays are those?
0: Uh, well, the the two big travel holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas.
1: All right, all right.
0: Yeah, no. I'm Jewish, so uh, but no one is no one's. I need to travel for Hanukkah. Yeah, right. no one's. No, one's, no follow... one's leaving because Hanukkah is a middle tier uh, yeah. holiday, by the way. Not in turn, not even subjective. It's mm-hmm. not a high holiday. Everyone's like freaking out about you know. Yeah, there are three high holidays. Hanukkah is not one of them. What are, What are the three? Oh, God. Um, for, for the Goys yeah, out there. Yom Kippur, uh, Sukkot, right? And, and Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah is just, like, yeah. Yeah, Sukkot may be one of the Hanukkah tier. There's right. one more. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I can't even tell you the three high holidays and Hanukkah's not one of them means, like, you know, it's low on the list. Like, <laughs> you know, Hanukkah was big for when the kids who couldn't get Christmas gifts got right. gifts. And then as they got older, they're like, fuck it. Like, you right. know. Yeah. So, we to, yeah, yeah on the yeah last note let's dive into what holidays Jews should and shouldn't celebrate <laughs> sure man i mean yeah. <laughs> there's only so much we could talk about uh, you know comedy being shut
1: down other than it's shut down um uh, yeah. but thank you again of course uh, thank you for having me for being on uh i'm jay kroger i created the comedy bureau you can follow the comedy bureau at the at the comedy bureau across socials you can follow me at not the supermarket on Instagram and MFJ River on Twitter, there are a lot of great causes to support at this time, and I urge you to support those. But if you have money and generosity, after that, please support the Comedy Bureau because I am the only person who runs it. I've been doing that for ten years. Um, that is about it, guys. Is there anything you would like to say as we sign off here, Andrew? Much love. Be safe. Yeah, as I like to say at the end of every episode, comedy is still happening. And as the great Brody Stevens would say, enjoy it. Mm. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jay Kruger, Music by Brian Grineo. Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe Podcast family.